0: Basements, Many houses, are very, very dusty rooms full of really awesome figures that people have forgotten or that they're trying to peddle off on eBay. Three of these amazing items are known as Holy Grail relics for the GI Joe collector. And they are the flag, the terror drone, and the defiant launch complex. Three of GI Joe's Holy Grails and possibly three of Toy Collecting's Holy Grails. So we're going to get into that today on GI Joe Book Episode 3. This is a discussion that we had to get onto sooner or later, so we decided to do it sooner. rather than. That, Oh, thanks,
1: same <laughs> I guess we want to go about discussing what these vehicles do, or what these play sets I should say, mean to us, and whether or not we would likely want to acquire them and have them part of our collection what role they would fulfill in our collection, whether we would be getting them just to say that we have them, or whether or not we would get some kind of greater satisfaction from them.
0: And yeah, just generally going over what Steve said, like what is the appeal to these items? Why do, as adult collectors, do we want them more in some ways than we did as kids? I mean, I didn't even know about the flag until my early 20s, so that's kind of a score in a way. I didn't get to waste my young adolescent years finding over something I knew I'd never have. The reason, yeah...
1: Thank you, eBay, indeed. The reason we're focusing on these three specific items is that there are rather serious consideration. Yeah. If you're wanting to acquire them, it's going to take... A kidney. Yeah. <laughs> money and patience and a lot of blood, sweat and tears... This is when being situated at the southernmost point of Africa becomes a problem. It's a mission to find a seller willing to ship to you, and it's a considerable cost. Over and above the cost of the item themselves, the postage is astronomical.
0: To say the least. Mm.
1: And then on top of that, customs decide to slap on their end. And so it's a big undertaking financially and also a huge undertaking spatially. Just finding a place to set up a flag or a defiant launch complex is an undertaking in and of itself. I once read somewhere someone joked about putting a, a cushion on top of a terror and using it as a an ottoman or a footrest. Yeah. I don't know how much weight that thing can handle, but I wouldn't suggest trying that one. No, definitely not
0: because you know it's kind of vintage and expensive as mentioned earlier. Also just to get into a few things, just so that you guys understand where we're coming from, from a currency point of view. Uh The average salary for the South African youth at our age, I mean, we're 28, 27 respectively. I'd say, to put it mildly, it's about 12000 a month uh for some. Uh, and that's a pretty decent salary, uh, others a little bit more. And to bring in something like the flag is... 14,000 Rand, and that's quite a lot of money. I wouldn't say somebody should spend up to that month's money, but I'd imagine a mint-in-box sample would probably work out to about just under 11, and to ship it here is a good 3,000 Rand, which is a lot of money. I mean, it's not something that you can just look on an eBay and go, hey, I want a flag. Click. So, these are hot-ticket items for us. So, without further ado, let's get into the Terodrome. Let's build oh, up to the flag. Okay, okay. 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 The tarodrome, wow. Okay, where to start? <laughs> it's um, the only Cobra headquarters that you'll get the gi joe's at least have the original gi joe headquarters plus that other forts i think it's called fort america and they have the mobile command center which are three very cool ways to store your joes in a centralized hq
1: oh you're forgetting the
0: pit oh i'm forgetting Ooh, the pit yeah from rise of cobra oh god it's a real beaut yeah i'm forgetting the pit <laughs> from rise of cobra how but dare you do that Damn, shame on me. But, um, yeah, I mean, the Joes have an abundance of central HQ pieces, not to mention that other really uh, wicked, like, vehicle that... And the name escapes me, that really cool one at the launch complex. It's new. Mm -hmm. It's the same era as the Rhino. Oh, the Rolling Operations Command Center. I mean, that thing is badass as well. But Cobra has the pterodrome and the pterodrome they haven't really got anything else that's really you know essential hq piece or anything special like that so the pterodrome does sort of stick out as a must-have item if you want to put your uh, your cobras together and have them running some kind of you know evil scheme here and there and um yeah it is a big toy it's uh it's got a massive footprint um as steve mentioned earlier yeah you could probably put a pillow on it and use it as an ottoman. you know weight threshold notwithstanding right now it's big it's uh it's got a lot of cool little features it's It's designed to hold, I think it can take up to about 13 Cobra uh, troops. I don't
1: know. Well, it's got those two massive turrets and various computer consoles where you guys can sit and it's got a, a few refueling stations. I can't quite tell how many, but I remember reading a review somewhere where I just thought it was perhaps one too many. Yeah. One or two too many. I mean, is this a refueling base? What is its primary function? Larry Harmer fleshed it out quite nicely in the comic book. Well, he had to. I mean, he's presented with a toy design and is told to make it work. So he decided to use these as air defense fortifications. Basically, if it spotted incoming enemy aircraft, it would launch its firebat drone interceptor craft to shoot them out of the sky. This seems a bit cumbersome to me because, you know, surely a surface-to-air missile would do just as good a job. In fact, possibly a better or more inexpensive job because sending a a one-man interceptor craft up every time you have someone fly over you is you know, it's not quite as efficient or effective as, as just taking shots with a With a sand The firebat itself Is armed Primarily as a Ground attack craft Actually Yes When all said and done It's got six bombs yeah. And two machine guns Which are decent For strafing runs I wouldn't fancy Its chances of Knocking out a Supersonic
0: attack craft Getting back to it As a as a toy It's got these Really cool Oh the fuel stations Have portholes That you can run Guys through Which is kind of cool And because it opens up You can actually Imagine that The walls are there Intact And you can Play with the figures And stuff inside That kind of elements is really great. The firebat storage is cool. I mean, it is a great play feature. I know for a fact that if I Had had it as a kid, that would have been one of the biggest drawing cards to why I would beg my parents to have bought it for me. It also has a really good explanation as to why pretty much every Cobra Trooper has a helmet or some kind of hood of some kind. Because the pterodrome has no roof. And this is actually canon. Uh, It doesn't have a roof in the comics either. And I always thought that was a bit bizarre. I mean, you got all those really cool sensitive computer equipment and it's actually exposed to the weather. As a kid, I couldn't let that fly. It would bug me that there's no roof. I'd probably go as far as to get some kind of away thing and put it on there to make a domed roof that's as far as i would go as, if I, as a kid and that's probably why we're starting off with this one because it is sort of the least favorite of the three for us mm-hmm. or at least for myself i did consider it at one stage because of what it represents as a figure it's a central hq for cobra i don't have one and i'm a massive cobra fan as a lot of you guys will start picking up it would have been really great to have this and i have a few of my own sort of contingency plan as to what i'm going to do for my cobra base Um, And it involves a lot of balsa wood and some styrene. And it's probably going to work out to being the same amount of money to build something like that but I think it's going to end up being more worth my while because I'm going to get what I want from it. That in itself makes it worth skipping for me, personally. There's just so many things that it just doesn't do for me as a toy. I know as a kid I would have dug it, but I probably would have gotten bored of it as well, and I know this. And it's why when I see them on eBay, I get excited, and then I don't. (laughs) I can't knock
1: it because I don't have one. From a completionist point of view, I might be driven to get it one day, one Christmas many years from now when I am running out of things to spend money on. <laughs> no, Maybe I I'd give, that. gift it to myself. The closest I ever got to one was, was bid on it on eBay, and I think the bid surpassed $500 mark, and I decided to uh, oh, no. pull the plug. Yeah. It's one of those very important holy grail items, and it is iconic as a Cobra base. Cobra bases always seem to have a pterodrome look to them post-terodrome debut. But bases don't excite me as much as vehicles do. That's I'd cool. rather have a playset that is a vehicle, or at least it has the potential to move, than a fixed fortification. Because, you know, a couch makes a pretty good fort, or a table. It's a vehicle that requires you to actually buy the damn thing. Uh, it's less easy to suspend your disbelief and imagine yeah. an aircraft carrier
0: than to actually build one. No, yeah, that's very true. And, I mean, I'm sure that as kids, if we had to had the privilege of actually having seen one of these on a shelf in a Toys R Us or something like that we would have most likely jumped on it as kids i think we would have been like wow we really want this it's really big and it's really expensive looking and it's oh, great yeah, to absolutely own. it would have been like one of those amazing things but that is, it's just something that just hasn't stood the test of time but especially for myself how the oh, oh that's pretty harsh. Oh, it's not it for is me what it is it's a beautiful toy but
1: yeah. i just i like vehicles I don't like
0: bases. Uh, just a, just a side note just before we get onto the next thing as well. Cobra has a plethora, okay, or a plethora if you prefer, of mountain-based hideouts and weird esoteric structures that they proliferated in the cartoon. All over the place in the original Sunbot you got jungle bases you've got bases that are put into the mountain even the silent castle from the comic book these are things that i think would have made much cooler cobra hqs but i think the pterodrome has enough of that niche gimmicky quality for it to have been a successful toy and it was i'm sure a lot of you guys uh hopefully a lot of you guys listening to this did get one in one stage in your lives or are betting on one and if it works for you we don't want to knock it because you clearly see the potential in it that we're not look it's a fort. it would be a great outpost.
1: It's not a self-sufficient massive base Base, yeah You probably would get away with having a few of them Stationed around an aerodrome Or uh, an outpost as a, Or like a Cobra training camp Yeah These would be the um,
0: Indoctrination centers or whatever <laughs>
1: yeah. You know, a aerodrome would be like a, a, a really beefed up watchtower With fueling ports for smaller vehicles I mean, I think they showed the ferret ATVs On the packaging arts. Uh, That makes a lot of sense. It extends the radius of your patrol. uh, And the fact that it has a bit of air power only added to that.
0: So it has... It has its place It does have its place In the collection It definitely does Sadly not in mine But it does definitely Have its place I, I have to be very selective I have very little space So Yeah And a round toy Is problematic In that it, it Takes up a
1: little bit More space Than something Squarer like uh, The mobile command center For instance
0: Yeah And it's Yeah like It's difficult to shelve But on um, onto our next one Which uh, I'm kind of two minds about So hang on Paul Let's, let's just wrap up On the TerraDrome Would you get it Would you not get it I'm going to not get one. I've already started actually making plans for my own Cobra HQ with some balsa wood and stuff. So I'm going to give the Terridrome a skip, which is good news for any of you guys out there looking for one, because uh, that means that you'll get one that I put up. this <laughs> <laughs> competition by one. By one. <laughs> well, that'll that'll be my pterodrome then. The one that
1: was destined for you, Paul, I will gladly accept.
0: Awesome, and I'll come over and check it out, because it'll be cool if you own it you already got a flag but we won't go there okay <laughs> <laughs> guys onto the defiant possibly wow it is really really awesome I mean it's a freaking spaceship and it's got a launch complex and it is huge I couldn't actually comprehend the size of this thing until I actually saw a photo on a fellow um, his tanker's post of a kid hiding behind one and uh, this must be like an eight year old but I mean crouched, his head's popping over above the defiant and it is huge it's just over half a meter well don't ask me dude I think it's about what it's about About three, four foot around. It is (laughs) just
1: we're taking shots in the dark, listeners. We don't own a defiant. We've never been able to experience the joy of this thing in the flesh.
0: And this is why. um we having this discussion because we're kind of deciding if we should get one. I know I'm I'm definitely thinking about it. I, I haven't completely closed my mind off to it. I know Steve and I have both spoken about it. We're both kind of looking for them on eBay, but not really. It's kind of like you know you want it, but you're trying to justify spending the money on it. And that's why I think we we relate to this discussion as well because it's a great vehicle to own. Uh, it's a vehicle and a base, and it is massive. I mean, I'm sure any of you guys out there who've got one would probably be telling us to like stop being stupid and just get our hands on one and the problem therein lies that we live in the southern tip of Africa so to ship one of these bad boys is going to cost at least three or four grand and that's a lot of cheese so we have to really justify it. Plus, I have this little, um, and, and I'm sure some of you guys have it too, it's a toy uh, moniker. It is toy lines go to space to die. It happened to He-Man. And in a way, it did happen to G.I. Joe as well. I know some of you guys think the Star Brigade, and that's totally cool. But that was kind of where I think G.I. Joe really hit the high point of its low, was um, Star Brigade, because it went downhill from there, and I don't even want to know. But and the
1: final launch complex was released at an interesting time, though. Yeah. The, the Star Brigade was, you know, a A good number of years off Yeah Like Which is interesting Six or seven years You know There was no one to man it really Except Were you going to put Conventional G.I. Joes In the Cockpit of of A space vehicle
0: Definitely, and this is also yeah, and this is also uh, a vehicle that sort of relies heavily on Sunbow's uh, cartoon, or at least the popularity of Sunbow's cartoon, because it is very often that non-space trained or non-space equipped Joes would be on some kind of space vessel, not necessarily the define itself, but they would be punting the idea that you could put Leatherneck, for example, on a spaceship, and you could put Rock and Roll in a spaceship, uh, two characters that just don't belong in space until obviously Rock and Roll's a spacesuit. Appearance quite a bit longer afterwards. Or? Hang on, buddy. Like, I've seen this
1: discussion happen online somewhere. Yeah. Where people were, were disputing the space cred of Real Joes and saying things like, oh, but the cartoon, you know, everyone was able to do everything. Every, yeah. Everyone was able to fly a Sky Striker and they can't accept that. Yeah, I can't. And uh, <laughs> the people that, that kind of trash the cartoon are typically lovers of the comic True. and the comic can. But within the first 10 issues of the
0: G.I. Joe comic book Breaker and Flash did a little space war that's very true but Breaker and Flash okay more Flash than Breaker Cause Flash is a laser joke I mean he you know he deals with lasers and stuff and that is kind of spacey it's futuristic ish well, if you, you say know, so. if I say so <laughs> yeah. I, I do say so <laughs> But um I guess
1: the point I'm trying to make is G. I. Joe to a certain degree was a giant escape clause. By being part of this elite unit, you were cross trained in any number of, of disciplines, even bordering on sci fi fantasy. And why not? Essentially it was to promote a toy line. And to place realistic limitations on a child's play pattern would be utter folly. Yeah, that would be So uh, why not? Totally Have wrong. your Joe's spacewalk, that's all cool. I, I just wish Cobra had a you know, a, a complimentary <laughs> yeah. to yourself. Well. It was no Cobra shuttle. Actually, oh, um,
0: in the fun cartoon, and listeners, you guys can correct me if I'm, uh, if I'm wrong, because I... I'm sometimes blur the line between the comic and the cartoon and I know I shouldn't because the line is very definite there's actually yeah it's actually it is in the cartoon there's an episode where they have to go to space in a spaceship and they actually train them they actually do train the Joes the Joes go through I can't remember the Joes that were chosen I think Roadblock actually makes the cut oddly enough Wild Bill Scarlet uh, what was it Lady J probably Lady J actually. yeah and they actually went for like you know Zero G training and all of that kind of stuff and okay that was kind of cool of the cartoon. To sort of initiate that the time frame Had to be sped up a bit with, Yes yeah. like, Approaching uh, Empire Strikes Back Territory on that Kind of montage But uh, Once again These are G.I. Joe and, and they can learn stuff Really quick Because they're G.I. Joe I think it's very safe To say that Either Steve or myself Will be buying A Defiant Either we will both have one Or we will Definitely be looking at getting one. It is an unmissable piece. It's very different from the flag in that it's very much more a vehicle than what the flag is and we're gonna get into that. Because it's got so many moving parts, it's got the communication center, it is, it goes into space, it's got the little wires and connections and you know, you can pop in a whole bunch of guys. I don't want to spoil our flag review yeah, but it's, it, there's a nice uh, linking point there I mean
1: sure you say it's a vehicle whereas the flag it's a playset. and it doesn't have any kind of wheels underneath it can't glide and even if it was wheeled you'd need a very large bit of real estate to roll it around totally Couldn't my only
0: criticism
1: and this is the, the age old criticism is that whereas an aircraft carrier fits in well with the day to day play pattern of a specialized Military units. Yeah, a space launch complex would be well. If GI Joe's battleground of the future really was outer space, sure, the Defiant would would essentially be the flag of that later generation. Totally. But my Joe, if they ever went into space, it would be more the exception than the rule. Yeah, very because true. Because it's it's not what they're all about.
0: Yeah, and GI Joe is not made
1: up of a gr- bunch of astronauts, no matter how well cross trained the Joes are they're primarily a small
0: unit of anti-terrorists I know I could sound a little bit silly saying this but there is the coolness of and Steve might jump in here with the issue number but there is an issue in the comic book series where the Defiant actually drops off a battle bunker and sure. the MCC if I was to guess it would be uh, issue triple one yeah I think I, I mean that was very cool that was a really awesome way of using something like the Defiant I mean it's in space it circumnavigates the globe in like record speed it drops off a really badass vehicle in a hot zone it drops zone.
1: off the mobile battle bunker that's
0: right the not so cool vehicle but cool idea you
1: know
0: it's interesting I mean
1: uh, the battle bunker is it a tank <laughs> it must be an extremely lightweight piece of equipment for them to find it feasible and physically possible to launch, to launch it into orbit which you know and then blast it back you know through the atmosphere straight into its area of operation yeah. you don't need to, to think about the physics of it too much
0: yeah let's not get too much into the physics of dropping something something that massive as a payload from the defiance. It's just a, it's a cool concept.
1: Sure, and yeah. uh, a real. Joy, if uh, the Defiant, or the Crusader shuttle, or whatever you want to call the actual shuttlecraft portion, could accommodate something that size.
0: I mean, that kind of concept is cool, and that's, that's just one of those things that makes G.I. Joe awesome. I mean, the suspension of disbelief that they could get a shuttle launch ready in that amount of time, that's something any of you guys who are doing engineering will know this much better than we do. It's impossible.
1: Well, if they had something as fantastic as the, you know, the Defiant launch complex that's probably its use i mean it's a rapid deployment uh, reusable shuttle complex d- yeah launch device booster <laughs>
0: also i love the actual shuttle itself is really cool i love the design it's got a very um delta shape it all well, not delta shape but it's a singular body spacecraft much like the ones that nasa was using before they were decommissioned this year actually it's really great and it actually did see some cool cameos in the gi joe video game it definitely did its spot in the comic book I believe it does actually have a good spot in the ca- uh, cartoon as well and those are three cool reasons To own it for me It can actually serve As the centerpiece To anybody's G.I. Joe collection as well Unlike the flag Which is a great place To put your entire G.I. Joe collection on The defined is just A great thing That if you had A really big Display area And you had The Defined launch complex As I've seen On a lot of uh, guys Online collections When I check out Some of the photos And a lot of guys Actually seem to use it As a centerpiece It's just amazing It always blows me away To see the size Of this thing And I think I'm definitely Going to be getting one So so um, You guys better get your bidding fingers ready I suppose
1: I just realized that the um, Defiance and the pterodrome Have something in common uh, <laughs> Basically if you're manning The top section of the pterodrome And they wanted to launch the firebats Yeah you're going to need to be wearing the standard issue Cobra helmets and perhaps asbestos gear the same holds true on a much larger scale (laughs) I mean (laughs) that if you're in the bottom section Mm. of the crawler which incidentally the the comics seem to show old hardtops sitting inside the crawler while the shuttle takes off on top of his head basically (laughs) but if you aren't sitting in the, the cockpit of the crawler and happen to be sitting in the computer section of the gantry or those actual side pieces which have little uh, sections where figures can be placed. If you're anywhere near that stuff, you are a crispy critter. Uh, Right, you're a toasty joe. (laughs) Yeah, the practicalities of that aren't really thought through, but hey, who cares? It's It's, a toy. It's another play area. It's an additional play area. I mean, if they just made it a a hollow deck, it would have very little value. Now they've made it into like a computer section.
0: Good, so you've got launch control. Nice. The Defiance, in a lot of ways, is also a great testament to the toy design of the 80s and to Hasbro in their ingenuity. I mean, they really did fill up a lot of the space with interesting stuff. There's a lot going for this, and I do think it's one of the premier it's pieces to cool. own. I mean, finding one of these is great. Apparently, Getting one
1: there are some some uh, Easter eggs, as it were, to the design or the mold. There are rats on some portions of the, oh, wow. the sculpted mold. There are also There's elements... <laughs> Right. There are elements of other G.I. Joe vehicles that have been reused. I suppose when they crafted this mold, they kitbashed and cannibalized some other G.I. Joe vehicles and, and used designs and parts and, and, and intricacies from other vehicles. One that springs to mind, I believe, the removable engine cover from the snow caps, Uh is located somewhere. Oh, groovy. On the, uh, I think it might be the crawler. Oh, cool. Good luck trying to find that, Paul. You see, that's why we need the toy. <laughs> yes. We need to give it a, a thorough inspection, see if this is... um. Not BS that we've been fed.
0: So um, in a future installment of G.I. Joburg, we might even have a full defined launch complex review as um, seen by the eyes of Stephen and Paul. Okay, and on to, wait for it, drum roll. Ba-ba-da-ba, with some horns. you got to drop that no. in, man. Flag, yes, the flag. It's coming. USS flag. <laughs> A.K.A. the big plastic table.
1: Oh, I see you have some disdain for this uh, place.
0: Actually, I don't. I don't have disdain. It's called envy. <laughs> mm. I envy people who have it.
1: Yeah. In December of 2010, I dropped dollar on a flag and even found someone crazy enough to ship it to me. So in two enormous boxes, it arrived. I put it together and then immediately decided this is not going to work. <laughs> I had no way way of moving it. It was kind of landlocked within the room that I'd set it up in. I then had to leave it for two months. I just draped a, a cloth over it, which was also not ideal, only to return, and oh, thankfully it was still right where I left it. I disassembled it, uh, reassembled it once or twice before deciding to mount the whole thing on a, or for lack of a better word, a skateboard, though it's more the size of a surfboard with a with trolley wheels underneath so it can roll around a bit uh provided you put it in a room large enough for it to move around and it's you know it's it's huge it really is is the size of a bed but i you know i warn any listener against trying to use it as such yeah. It's supported by rather frail plastic trusses. Yeah, the whole thing will snap and collapse if you apply too much weight to it. But it's a aircraft carrier. It's not to scale, but you know, nothing like this will ever be made again. And nothing like it had been made before. It just was a one of a kind piece. It was a sign of the times, I guess.
0: Definitely. It's also once again a true testament to 80s toy making. It is massive. For those of you who have never actually seen one, like myself, I haven't actually seen it in person i've watched i've seen enough shots of it in scale to to be blown away by the sheer size of this thing it is huge and we'll never ever see something this big again in, in toy form the way toys are going the way the youth mindset is going becoming more digital this is just a toy that is in a league of its own it is fantastically awesome for its size <laughs> in its simplicity it brings joy the joy of landing something like a sky striker on it and once again taking a sky striker off of it and um Loading it with Joe's at the most recent San Diego Comic-Con in 2011 Hasbro actually decked out a a flag uh, in the display section Which I got to see some really great photos of courtesy of General Joe's and his tank, the TeraDrome, As well as a friend of mine who was working at the show She uh, managed to take some great shots of it as well. Just seeing that made me fall in love with it I've always been blown away by the fact that it existed and I never thought I'd actually pull up the coin to get it. And at the moment, right now, I am considering whether I should buy one or make one. And by making one, I do mean a portion of it rather than the actual flag itself. Uh, once again, because I like a central HQ point for my Joes to either display or mess around in. Just to get into some of the stuff, on the, the, exi- or the the intricacies on the figure, that's where Steve can jump in. This is just incredible. I mean, it's got the, the catapult, the launch catapult. One of my favorite features, just because it's annoying, is something I can annoy people with, is the sound system, the PA system. That is something that I don't think a lot of people get joy out of, but it's just something I'm just going to have f- so much fun annoying the crap out of people with. Yeah,
1: it is pretty annoying, I won't lie. <laughs> um, but I'm talking glad. about the feature, not me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm glad I, I have a functioning one. It was cool to test out uh, after all these years to have it, it actually function. It doesn't really amplify your voice as opposed to just kind of throw your voice a little bit. So instead of just talking out of your mouth, you're talking out of your mouth and this little speaker. It has some fun little sound effects, which will annoy the crap out of any uh, non-fan in earshots. But there's a cool little breaking of the fourth wall. Definitely. Kind of making the toy more than just a toy and an actual um, role-playing experience.
0: It's also something. Once again, it's a, it's a piece of history. One of the greatest appeals to this figure, and which is why the debate comes between building one and buying one, is that owning one, having bought one or buying one, means that I get to own a piece of action figure history, which for myself is quite important. Uh, I'm a GI Joe fan, which means I've loved toys since I was a kid, uh, which is you know early in mid 80s to late 80s, the majority of the 90s, and I still buy figurines now and i still collect toys and i still love them as much as i uh, as much now as i did when i was a kid probably a little bit more because i I get to experience them on a on a greater level this is something that i'm sure one day i'll be able to show to my kids and and it would be a great proud geeky talking point from dad like this is my my U.S.S. flag it's so awesome and they'll be like well where are the lasers dad and the holograms and 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 I'd be more like, well, that was what was cool about the 80s. It was all about your imagination. What's an imagination? Because <laughs> some might argue the 80s was actually more about lasers and holograms, Paul. Well, well, that's very true. I mean, like, let's not, you know, let's not, like, mess around before I go and say the dreaded F word. Um, but, yeah, I... I really do want one of these, and it is a huge debate because I don't know where to put it. Uh, that's another problem I'm having. I don't know where to store it. Would I actually get as much out of it as as I think I will? As a historical piece, is it important enough to own as a figure? These are things that are going through my mind at the moment. Well, also, it's a decent place to park your Skystrikers. It definitely is. And also, one of the things that Steve can get into more, because I don't have one, there's quite a lot of storage space underneath that thing. Yeah, look, when I uh, put it on a skateboard... <laughs> Um, I also raised the
1: hull a bit to give it more of a ship stature. And once that hull's been raised up on its trusses, I've essentially doubled its height. It can now accommodate, well, it can accommodate helicopters if you want to put your dragonflies in there. I prefer to give it amphibious landing craft, such as, well, the front portion can store a, I think a whale could actually go in there, to be honest. Mm. I haven't tried it. Since. No, I do I remember
0: reading right somewhere proportion. where you can, yeah, that you can store a whale. And in the back
1: thing. you can chuck a, a couple of warthogs, uh, sharks, APCs. It just enhances the vehicle in a way that they probably would have done had the immense scale and size of the thing not made it seem excessive. Um, There is a photograph of a prototype which did have a hull about twice as high as the final product. Yeah, the final product sits really low in the water. Whereas, if you doubled
0: its draft, it would have looked a lot more legit. Totally. Mm. And the whale's a great vehicle as well. I mean, I'd love to store a whale. Also, for those of you that are Sunbar fans or Sunbow fans, having the whale stored on the flag is very cool because um, they do, do that a lot in the cartoon. They're often using the whale in the show. So, it's a, it's a great coupling, especially for those of you, actually, that are cartoon fans or that are collecting Joe because... Of the nostalgia attached to the to the animated series there was
1: a great level in, of interactivity uh, introduced by Joe Media that the toys couldn 't actually achieve. I remember seeing uh, the star brigades shuttle i, I don 't know what it was called it was like a it was the uh, Stella stiletto yeah, but repurposed as a Joe vehicle, and that could fit inside the defiant in this particular issue of the cartoon, I mean of the comic, the whale could uh, accommodate a shark inside its true portion.
0: That's correct, I remember seeing that actually. That was in one times.
1: of the, 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 the 40s, I think, of the cartoon, of the comic book, or 30s or 40s, somewhere in that um, region, when Cobra Island was being created, in fact. What else? Gee, was, oh, we've already touched on the fact that uh, the Defiant could take in its hold a uh, mobile battle bunker. That's correct. And then drop it back into the atmosphere. It's nice to know that the vehicles can have these interactions, even if the toys couldn't achieve it. But in the case of the flag... You really can put a sky strike on the deck. You really can put a whale, a whale underneath a it. A whale underneath it if you prefer to uh raise the hull a bit.
0: Yeah, it's definitely gonna gonna need a bit of, you know, love to to sort of get it doing what you want it to do. But hey, you know, by this point in the in the game I think you're willing to put in a bit of elbow grease to get it to do certain things that you want it to. Another interesting thing about the Defiant is why the Defiant instead of the the Crus oh, I keep wanting to call it the Crusader, but um You can call it the Crusader. But why? Why that instead of... Because... If you guys have been like really paying attention to what we have said earlier, the launch complex and the spaceship and the shuttle being together is actually what makes it a winner. I mean, I can easily go and get myself the space shuttle portion of it, there's tons of them on eBay. And yeah, the space shuttle is just not enough. That is what puts the cherry on the cake for the, the defined launch complex. But once again, that is something we're still deciding on and looking to getting it at in the future. It's right now, like, like you've uh, made that decision, Matt. Yeah, I think I definitely want to, obviously, you know, certain things permitting, I also have. Quite a intense sideshow GI Joe collection going at the moment, and, and we
1: all know those cost a bomb.
0: Yeah, those are quite oh, a juice. Oh,
1: how very original! The GI Joe repurposed Dennis letter It's
0: called the Starfighter. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> I think out of the big three out of the Holy Grails, I think uh, the one I lean towards the most is probably the flag. (laughs) Still, I can't shake it. It's on my tail. But in saying that, Steve's got a flag already. That's kind of cool. So at least I can get within personal space of it. So I think in the future, there is definitely a Defiant coming my way. Mm -hmm. Mhm. Mhm. Good. But we'll keep you guys updated. Definitely. Guys, take it easy. Be safe. Keep buying stuff. And just remember me when you're betting on that Defiant. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, guys. Cheers! If you would like to comment on what you've heard,
1: drop us a line either on gijoburg.podbean.com, that's g i j o b u r g.podbean.com, or a real South African .blogspot.com, that's a real South African hero with no .blogspot.com. And if you really love us, Find us on iTunes and subscribe. Yeah.